I am Elvis. I am your host for AEW. I know a lot of you are thinking, my God, it's been a long time since we had an AEW uh, correspondent on the Boochcast, and likely so, you know. Um, I haven't been around quite a bit, but uh, before we get into the AEW bit, I have to kind of get something off my chest. Um, I listened to a podcast with Vinny Bucci and Mr. Zachariah Scott, and um, he had some coarse words for me. And, uh, you know, he even called me today, kind of glowed about it, and uh, got to give him props that uh, the guy actually had some goals to say something, whatever, even though 
Um, what was said on the Boochcast would Mr. Zachariah Scott was supposed to be squashed over with and the things he talked about happened a long time ago. But then he went ahead and w dropped my wife's name outside of his mouth. Yeah, you're right. I am kind of whipped on my wife. You know, I'm a married man. I got responsibilities. I got a job that pays. Here's the situation, Mr. Zachariah Scott. When she calls, I do pick up because I do have respect for other people. If you ever were in a relationship, you'd understand. You can't get past your own fucking sentence. You can't like even say a sentence without fucking stuttering and having fucking lisp in your mouth like you have like 10 fucking cocks in your mouth. You're not good at comebacks. You're not good at having conversation. All you talk about is the past like it's something that's fucking great and it's not. I'll tell you something that is true, buddy. I've worked hard to get to where I'm at. I've had relationships after relationships, working at it, learning what I did wrong, and applying to my next mate that I was with. I so happen to be married to someone who's a smoking hot Puerto Rican. That's pretty fucking awesome. I have a house. I have a car. I have a job that pays. You even have a fucking driver's license, pal. You even have a driver's license. You're 30 plus years old. You're a dishwasher. I want to sit there and put apples to apples, but seriously though, you're gonna amount to anything in this fucking life. You want to sit there and say I'm pussy whooped and you know the concert thing, whatever, and you're still pissed off about it? We squashed that. And I said I forgave you for being a fucking asshole. And then you go on a podcast and you say this shit again. Congratulations. You grew some balls. You finally had something to say that had any merit to it. You came up with something clever, something new, but it came at the expense of Elvis. And let me tell you, kid, you graduated the class, but the thing is, when it comes to life, you're not even close. You have a driver's license, you're never going to get a fucking car. The best you could sum to in your whole fucking life is living in a fucking trailer park. With your fucking mattress named Mitch. We all know about that. You're not self-reliable. You can't even take care of yourself. You can't take care of another person if you're to get on a date. You don't even know what the fuck to do. You still have the saran wrap on your fucking dick right now. So, yeah, you want to come at me like, you know... My life is something crazy. No, it's not, though. Yeah, when my wife calls, I do pick up. And the thing is, if you ask any person who's married, they're going to pick up their phone for their wife. You never been in a relationship to understand how relationships work because it's two people respectfully living together in perfect harmony. And is it always like peaches and cream? No, it's not. But you work at it. And you get better at it, though. But you're selfish. You've always been selfish. That concert experience tells me all I have to know about you. And the thing is, I've known this for a long time. But I let it go by the wayside because I didn't really bother me much because you don't even bother me in life. I mean, this is irksome. The fact that I have to sit there and go on a podcast and sit there and issue out our fucking dirty laundry, you know, for all the people on the internet to listen to. But, like, you're fucking wrong, man. You have no idea what life is. You have no idea what it, ha what it takes to be in a relationship. Fuck, you can't even get a fucking date. You're going to sit there and keep washing out the fucking dishes day in, day out? Who has two thumbs and likes, likes fucking washing dishes? This guy, his name is Zachary Scott. You understand what life is. You even scratch the surface of your potential could have been. And for years, I've been trying to help you, trying to, you know, trying to motivate you, you know, trying to get you to the next level. But you're content. You're content with whatever fucking shit life you're living at. I wish you could do better. I wish you could be a better person, but you're not. You're never going to be a better person. You're always going to be a selfish fucking prick who has a fucking lisp and has nothing good to say about anybody else. He wants to bring everybody down. And he always come back like, why is everybody always picking on me? Because you're a fucking piece of shit. You're an asshole. I wish you could be a little bit better about life in general. 
I try to help you along the way because I saw you struggling. I felt like you're my little brother and I wanted to sit there and give you some words of encouragement, how, you know, words of trying to get by and be better in life, but you don't want that. It's like you want to shit on everybody, you want to blame everybody else's, you want to blame everybody else for the faults of your own. Why? You don't agree with the way I live? Well, fuck you then. Don't, you already know we're not going to hang out when it comes to fucking shows, when it comes to different things. You know, you rely on other people to help you out in your whole life. You're always going to have to do that. You're codependent on somebody else. You're not responsible for yourself. You're never going to be. Until you learn how to fucking be a man and grow up because, fuck, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds already have their driver's license. You're how old? You're twice their age. Even so much as got a learner's permit to drive with a fucking adult, man. You're never going to have a fucking car. You're never going to have a fucking house. Or even fuck for that sakes, live in your own apartment. You always have to live with somebody else. It sucks. If I had a choice between purgatory and choice between going to hell, I go to hell every day because I have to wake up and live your fucking life and put on a mile in your shoes. Fuck that. Send me to hell. I get anal raped by fucking Hitler any day of the week. Except then wake up being Zachary fucking Scott, having to come home to an empty mattress, to an empty person. That's what it is. You're empty inside. Your friends, you want to sit there and dog them out and act like you're smart and everything else, but like, we try to help you. Every single one of us in a circle. In the podcast. We give you the forefront to sit there and say stuff. And you sit there, you come at Vinny, you come at me, you come at everybody else, man. Like, you're at the kiddie table. We're in the fucking big leagues, man. Your little swings and all your little things don't fucking hurt the champ right here, kid. Your arms are too short to wrestle fucking God, man. You'll never be on my fucking level. You'll never be on my fucking level. And I hate to break it down to you. It's like, it's all fucking hard, cold, hard, cold truths. We try to be civil about it. We try to sit there and forget about it. And you can just let it go. If you want to sit there and run your fucking little mouth. That's fine, man. Hope you're happy with it. Because I know for sure, I mean, you could be doing a lot better. But I gave up on you. And it may not mean much to you right now because you're just pissed off or angry or whatever it is. And the concert, the concert was a little concert, man. You know what, though? I went to a concert I didn't want to go. And I went anyway because I wanted to make my little friend Zach happy because nobody else wanted to go to that shitty fucking concert. Did you a solid, man. Here's the prick. And you're selfish. And you always be selfish. But you're going to push everybody away. Everybody, one by one. Because the thing is, let me tell you something about age. Because, you know, I'm older than you. And I'm a lot wiser than you are. Let me tell you something right now. When you start pushing people away at your age, people don't come back. And I think we hung on for a long as fucking time. And everybody's going to sick and tired of your shit. So maybe next time, maybe think about what you're saying and what you're doing. Because you think you're being smart or funny. You might say, I was just joking around. But every friend you've had in the circle that we have here, you've crossed. Not once, not twice, not three times. And we just keep bringing it back because, like, oh, whatever, it's fucking Zach. But you know what, though? People aren't going to come back anymore, man. And eventually you start realizing that, you know, less and less people are going to start calling you, start doing stuff. And But it doesn't matter because, you know what? Most of your time is going to be spent just fucking, what? Washing dishes. So, you know what? Just keep washing the dishes, bitch. You know? I'll be sure to go out there and, you know, leave a plenty of shit on there so you can sit there and cut your fucking finger on a knife because you can't figure out how to wash a fucking dish, man. That's cool, man. You're a hardworking guy. Yeah, so much more potential, but you'd rather do something else you're content with and you're happy with life. Look, look at your life. Look at your ceiling. Look at your walls right now. Look at what you're sitting in. Are you content with that fucking life? Before you just said, okay, it is whatever. And you said you are with it, but don't you think you're more than that? I thought you were, but I guess 
That was just wishful thinking because you're not exactly as great as you thought you are, I guess. That just sucks, man. Had high hopes for you, but really, you want to come at me for no fucking reason? That's cool, man. It just shows how, uh, what a great person you truly are, so... Keep my name out of your fucking mouth, and uh, let's just never talk again. That'd be great. And that was a special message to Zachariah Scott. Hope uh, you guys enjoy that. I should have put a disclaimer on there. If you're not Zachariah Scott, maybe you should like go make a sandwich or something. But uh, yeah. But don't worry. If you leave the dishes in the dishwasher, Zachariah will come to your house and he will wash your dishes. Just make sure you leave him like two dollars and a fucking pulled pork sandwich, and he'll be fine. So. All right, let's get to it. AEW Dynamite. <laughs> I know it's a weird transition, but uh, you know what? The, I just listened to the podcast that he did with Vinny, and I was like, oh, what a motherfucker. I thought we were past that point. I thought we'd grown up, but we have not. So let's get to something more interesting. We had the AEW Holiday Bash Dynamites over there in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's right. That is FTR country. Wow. You know, when it comes to these shows, when they have the holiday bash or whatever have a certain name to it though this episode did over a million now we haven't had over a million in a while we come pretty close week in week out i know i haven't been here to tell you everything but you know if you watch wrestling you don't listen to my words you don't need my words to tell you what's going on but here we are um adam cole versus orange cassidy obviously the same shtick whatever adam cole comes out and i gotta say the adam cole first came out to aew um you know i was really excited and then, you know, he played a lackey to the Young Bucks for quite some time with uh, Kenny Omega. And then little by little, you start seeing him getting his confidence, starting making a stride in AEW. And it looks like he's really coming to full fruition. Um, Orange Cassidy, I mean, that guy's over, man. I mean, I don't like a lot of the shit he does. But at the same time, you know what, though? Orange Cassidy has a shtick. He could go. I wish he'd go a lot more and just stop doing all the stupid shit sometimes. But at the same time, it works. It makes the crowd happy. You know what? In these COVID times, now we finally got people back in live audiences. Me and Vinny and Desmond went to a live show just recently. Um, so it's good to have fans back in the arena. But um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm thinking after these holiday seasons, man, I think we might go back to that pandemic era again. Because it looks like they got this Omnicron coming out of nowhere. And uh, Omnicron wants to fuck us right in the ass. Even though it's milder, you know, Dr. Fauci is telling us, well, you know, just because it's a... Uh, just because it's uh, more milder than uh, the, uh, the uh, what's it called, the COVID, uh, we shouldn't, you know, let it rest. But it might take away things. So if you have a chance to go to concerts, go to bars, all that stuff that has to do with going outside, do it now. I would say within the next couple weeks, do as much as possible. Now, I live here in Georgia. Georgia's a little bit more relaxed when it comes to that shit because when a pandemic started opening up its doors, Georgia was the first state to do it. They gave zero fucks, and I thank georgia every day to my lucky stars that they don't give a shit um i'll probably try to go out as much as i can as possible um that means wearing a mask to go in places so fuck it you know to my mind covid's over but you know just that's just me but um that was pretty good man it was pretty nice adam cole comes out new gear new jacket comes out there um faces off to orange cassidy which is his whole shtick with the pixies music coming out Adam Cole does this whole, like, Adam Cole, baby, and it's all about that boom. Comes out there to have a pretty good fight, and obviously, like, um, Young Bucks try to sit there and interfere. You have Brandon Cutler out there, then the best friends come and retaliates. Now, all of a sudden, Bobby Fish comes out, and he had caused a distraction, and who shows up? Motherfucking Kyle O'Reilly. That's right, man. 
Undisputed Era, the original three. No disrespect to Roddy. I like the dude. But Undisputed Era was Fish, O'Reilly, and Adam Kobebe. And it's so weird. John's been off the podcast for quite some time. He's been off the podcast long enough to where the Undisputed Era broke it off, left WWE, and now they're in full circle in AEW. And it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, obviously, Adam Cole won, you know, with um, <clears throat> with his boom kick or boom knee, whatever, which is pretty awesome. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly at the end and Bobby Fish were just sitting there and the Unbucks came out and they were like super surprised, like, what is going on? Why is this happening? Why are they over here? And instead of walking away with the Young Bucks, Adam Cole decided to walk away with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. So it looks like the Young Bucks are kind of struggling right now. Um, they are not exactly going to be too happy because their their golden boy Kenny Omega is going to be away for a while. They're no longer friends with um, with Hangman on a page, who's currently the champion, by the way. And uh, they they kicked them out before he became champion, and now. Their golden goose, Adam Kohu, which supposedly a kayfabe they brought him in, is now has nowhere else to go to, only to themselves. So it's interesting. They're planting some seeds. I think uh, the combination of, I'm going to call it Undisputed Era until we hear what the next name or group what's called, but um, Undisputed Era. I, I'm, I'm happy for that because I don't think that uh, Adam Cole should be playing second fiddle to nobody. And having Red Dragon reformed up in AEW, mwah, chef's kiss. Fantastic, man. I love it. Um, good shit, good shit. Um, then we had Tony Schiavone brings up Adam Page about that epic match that happened last week. And I know I haven't been here in a while. I should have been here to even record that or even talk about it. But here we are. Um, Adam Page talks about he's a disappointment because even though he won, he never felt like more of a loser. Let me tell you this. I've seen a lot of 60-minute matches in my time. I have. Like, Iron Man matches. And, you know, for a good portion, it's good. But then it kind of gets dragged out. Brian Danielson did Hangman Page the awesome gratitude or the awesome... Because you know that he was the architect in the whole thing. He had his finger all over that match. I mean, the pacing, the build-up, you know, everything that happened up until the crescendo and to the very end. I mean, it had his finger. It had, it had his fingertips all over it. So Brian Danielson ever decides to hang up, whenever he decides to, which I hope it's not anytime soon. I hope he stays on for, for a couple more years. You know, I hope he trains like Jungle Boy or something or somebody. I wish he become like a mentor for somebody out there. Maybe uh, Daniel Garcia. Fuck, that'd be amazing, right? But like, the the fact that he gave the honor to an hour to show that Hangman and Page can hang for an hour because. I would love Hangman Page being a champion. I do. But, like, after the song and dance was over with and he finally won a championship, after that slow-ass fucking burn he had from being kicked out of the Elite and trying to win a championship, the first time he lost, the second time he tried he fucking lost, and the third time, the third time was a charm. But that was a long-ass, slow-ass fucking burn. And we finally got what we wanted, which is great. But it's like, okay, what do we do next? Well, feed him to fucking Brian Danielson. And it's glorious, man. It's glorious because... He, Brian Danielson made Hangman on a Page a legitimate champion that could hang his head high. And I know Page came out there and was like, oh, you know, you know I feel like, a, you know, I don't feel like a champion because I, even though I got this title or whatever, I couldn't beat him, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. 
I think those two brought the best out of each other. This match are going back and forth. Hey, listen, you're disappointed. I should be disappointed because, you know, I should I should be the real champion. And Brian Danielson was really, like, hamming it up, whatever. You know, pandering. Not pandering to the to the crowds, whatever. But it's like, fuck you guys. You guys are the worst. Um, you know, they gave some old jobs, whatever. The whole thing with the B-plus player was thrown out there. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I liked it, too. I think they could really go at it, though. But, um... Brian Danielson um, versus Heyman and Page Part 2 is going to be on, not TV, no, not TNT, but TBS, I guess, when it happens January 5th. So, in about a couple weeks, or two weeks from now, I guess, um, it will no longer be on TNT, it will be on TBS. So, keep an eye out for that. So, you, we tune in two weeks, it's like, well, Dynamite's not on. It's like, no, 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 go to a different channel. It still has a T in it. It's not TNT, it's going to be TBS. So, for all you people who watch um, uh, The Big Bang Theory, it'll be right on after that pretty sure um, next we had a promo from MGF he cuts a um, promo on CM Punk in the back and here's the thing they're all talking about like how they're a big family they're the pinnacle and uh, you know it's funny because MGF was talking about how FTR was there for them they're a big family and all this stuff whatever then MGF brings up the fact that like hey M, you know Warlow you know I've been paying you a lot of money you've not been protecting me you know every time I get in trouble FTR is there Sean Spears is there but you know where to be around and he goes like, you know what, though, CM Punk just wants us to fight. You know, that's blah, 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 whatever. That's what he's going to. Now, I'm thinking to myself, Wardlow's going to break away. They've been teasing that a little bit, little by little. Like, when he has his matches, Wardlow hasn't been a, um, appearing with MGF, you know, in actual matches, which are actually happening in tonight. Um, and every time that Wardlow goes out to the stage, he gets cheered like a motherfucker. And every time he gets booed, is only because Sean Spears attacks the person after he decimates in seconds with a chair and he's like dude i'm fucking over this shit so it's gonna happen you know it'll be warlow versus sean spears warlow versus ftr to get his hands on fucking mgf um that's exactly what's gonna happen man so and of course right next after that we had warlow versus captain sean dean and exactly what i just said warlow fucking just power bombs the shit at a guy named captain sean dean i think he beats him like like he does one power bomb and the fans are like one more he's like all right one more he's like they're like one more time and world's like really okay one more time he's like one more time he's like okay and like four power bombs and he's done and then obviously spirit comes up and he's like ah oh, fuck it i'm over with this shit um and then he show a little segment that shows um cody versus um sammy Guevara scheduled for christmas i rampage was this saturday so if you listen to this it'll be tomorrow it's after Saturday, so it's after Christmas, then you missed it, but you can still watch it on, you know, YouTube or some shit. Um, of course, Dan Lambert, which I fucking love, man. Dan Lambert's a fucking genius. He's a, he's just great at a mic. He's great at what he does. I mean, he's got a great future. I mean, even though he's like 50-something years old, but he's great. Um, he's running down, saying like Tony Khan's a piece of shit, pretty much. He seems like a good leader, but he's really an asshole because... Um, he likes to give his friends all the championships, like Hangman on a page is a champion, Young Bucks were champions multiple times. Um, you know, now Cody gets a match against him, but at the same time, like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page haven't got there, and they're trying to say that, um, you know, in 2022, things are going to fucking change. And, um, yeah, look out for Dan Lambert, look out for Men of the Year, because they're going to be something to fuck with, you know, not to fuck with. So it's going to be pretty fucking awesome, man. Um, Dan Lambert's always on point. I'm not sure... I kind of watched a little bit of Impact. I saw his promos. I mean, that guy's this guy knows wrestling, man. He's he's really good at what he does. So, um, let's see here. Then we had this little package for uh, Owen Hart, which is pretty awesome, man. So WWE cannot use Owen Hart for shit. 
pretty much, right? So everything he's ever done to that point cannot really be used because WWE is just, you know, WWE. They're going to do WWE things. Um, so you have people like, you know, Matt Hardy and um, Eddie Kingston and Dustin Rhodes and Mark Henry again. Um, they had even fucking, what's his name? Adam Cole was out there talking about how he inspired him to become a wrestler. So that's pretty awesome. Um, then we had a match next that was the Native Beast, Nala Rose versus the Runaway, Ruby Soho. I gotta say, this was definitely the not highlight of the nights. Um, if we were doing ups and downs, this would definitely be a down. Um, only because, I mean, let's just face it. When the match first started, Ruby Soho couldn't take off her jacket. She sat there and she wrestled that jacket out of her arm longer than she was in that match. Um, I'm not sure. Here's the thing about this, too. And I feel really shitty for saying it, though. But, you know, it's got to be said. Uh, Nella, the native beast, Nella Rose, is supposed to be the beast in there. She's supposed to be the guardian to whatever championships. If you want to get over, if you want to do everything else, she's that mountain you have to climb, literally, to get to the next step. And Ruby Soho, I was really excited about her coming in because I was like, okay, cool. Maybe she's got a, a wealth of knowledge. She could sit there and transition and, you know, make a change in the women's division because, God, it's been lacking. I mean, we've only had a handful of good matches. I'm saying a handful, and I'm, and I'm being very generous. A handful of matches where it's kind of making sense. And, um, you know, she has not done anything worth noting or to write home my mom, like write to your mother, mother about and say, Hey, mom, um, you won't believe it, but Ruby Soho defeated uh, Nella Rose. And your mom would be like, Why are you writing about this? Because I don't give a shit about wrestling. What the fuck's a Ruby Soho? I don't think anybody would ever write their mom about it. But at the same time, it's like... It was a throwaway match. I mean, I don't think it's really good. I just don't think Ruby Soho is that good. And I kind of see why WWE lost him. And, you know, I'm a person that I'm a patient man. I'd let experience and time. And maybe she hasn't grown on me for the AEW audience just yet. Because I still think she has a stink from WWE, even though she's totally against it. She's the runaway. We get it. You know, you run away from WWE. We get it. Okay. But maybe just hasn't had time to develop. Maybe there's something there that I'm missing or something, but I would definitely say maybe she'd have a good dance partner. Cause I mean, Nala Rose, yeah, she's a mountain, but doesn't mean she's gonna have the most prolific match in there. Cause Nala Rose is not exactly a technician. Let's just say she's a big bolstering person that is going to give you fits when you try to reach that top prize. Like maybe I want to see Ruby Soho against, I don't know, Serena Deeb or something, you know, maybe you have a Sheeta match, uh, maybe against Thunder Rosa and like actually have like a good program where they actually have a program where they go for like a couple months, not just like a, a random one off. So I don't know what Soho has to do to change her luck and what's going on, but um, her repertoire, her moveset, or anything else, I don't really feel. And here's the thing I don't feel for her, I don't feel good for her, I don't feel bad for her, I just don't know how to feel about her. You know, and wrestling is a lot of feelings. You feel a certain way about the cowboy. You certain you feel a certain way for John Moxley, CM Punk, Darby Allen, Sting. Like when you say these names, they generate some kind of emotion out of you. When you say MJF, when you say the Miz, when you say the Rock, you know, when you have all these different characters you're talking about, you generate some kind of emotion. I just don't feel anything about Ruby Soho, and I wish there was something there I could sit there and say, that's it. That's that's the thing. It can't just be her song, man. I mean, I know we all loved Ransom back in the day, too. I mean, who doesn't? Who likes to throw in the fucking record and say, okay, let's just play some, you know, I'll come the wolves. But at the same time, you know, I want to see something different, something that generates some kind of motion, some kind of passion where I feel for the character. I just don't feel to relate to her. But, um, 
Yeah, Soho won, um, which is great. I think she's a close contender. I just hope that Jade Cargill doesn't get it. That's the only thing I hope. So if it's between Soho and Cargill, if I did pick between a douche and a piece of shit, I'll go with the douche. You know what I'm saying? So I'm good with that. Um, speaking of Serena Deep, fuck. Right after that, we had a promo from Serena Deep says that she did cheat on her waiter to win last week, and she says this is far from over. She says that when she is done with her next week, she will be begging Tony Khan to keep her away from Sheeta for good. Serena, we've had better from you. Come on, kid. She cheated. You cheated too, man. So I'm not sure what you got to do. And here's the thing too, right? Serena Deeb's a great fucking wrestler. And so is Sheeta. So I'm not saying their their build-up so far has been super stellar or crazy or whatever, but they've had great matches. Far better than the one we just saw a second ago. Um, so with that said... Um, if they build us up a little bit more and had some more TV time to build us up, I'd be more excited about it. But I just know that when these two girls go, they're they're probably one of the better talents on the on the roster as of right now until we have, you know, Charlotte Flair or somebody show up or a Becky Lynch or a Sasha Banks. You know, fuck, I'll take Bailey at this point. But here we are. Uh, next we have Malachi Black versus Griff Garrison. It's all because they stole the cheerleader and Malachi Black spit some black goo on her. Um, this is a fucking no-brainer. It was really fucking simple. Griff Garrison came charging with everything he had. Malachi Black gave him a big fucking kick to the head. Broke his ass down, like, with submission holds and body punches and body kicks and just decimated Griff Garrison. Jungle Man or whatever the fuck Vinny, Vinny Bucci calls him. He's like, oh, it's Jungle Man. Jungle Man. I know Vinny. It's Jungle Man. That's what we know. I, know, I get it. He's a taller jungle boy. I get it. Um... But he got the single clutch, the single crab on him. They call him the Dutch crab, and he just fucking makes him tap out. Brian Pillman, you know, shoves Black away, and then as soon as he turns around, Black masks right to the fucking face. And have you ever seen the GIF, or if you go back to watch this, look at this Black mask. I gotta say, it is the best Black mask I've ever seen, and Pillman took it like a fucking champ. I loved it, man. Good shit. Love it. Can't wait for it to see what happened next, and... Ladies and gentlemen, we have the main events, and man, oh fucking man, this is something else. I marked the fuck out for this one because, okay, you got pretty much almost all of my favorite wrestlers in there. MJF, for sure. Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, my favorite tag team. Uh, Sting, who doesn't love Sting? CM Punk, we all know, okay? But here's the thing. Sting came out to his face paint with CM Punk logo on his face paint with a CM Punk shirt. Darby Allen came out in his gear, but with a running renegades splash stinger, uh, 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 a running renegades fucking tattoo face, or like the face paint on the side. We only had one side done, like back in the surfer days. CM Punk came out <laughs> to the running renegades stinger, and get this: CM Punk was wearing his pants with a scorpion with the CM Punk logos on it, dude. It was amazing. So if you haven't seen it though. Fuck, you don't think even watch the fucking match. Just look at the photos itself. See him pull... Whoever did the face paint for Sting, seriously, get a raise, dude. Because that, that shit was on point. And I've never seen <laughs> CM Punk with face paint, but it was a sight to see. Because, you know, Sting always has it on. He's been doing it for I don't know how many years, right? Um, Darby Allen does it too. He likes to sit there and paint his eyes and do all the different shit, whatever. And seeing CM Punk come out there in, his, in that fucking, like, surfer sting look, it was it was pretty fucking awesome. Um, typical match, MJF was fucking running around. Like, it looks like he was going to try to sit there and fight him off. The chemistry was pretty good. I like it. A lot of good tag team. Darby Allen played the hero in peril, obviously. 
you know, him getting tossed around like a rag doll, trying to get the hot tag to CM Punk and getting a hot tag to Sting, whatever. There's two big moments in this match I have to say was pretty fucking awesome. First of all, Sting is a 62 or let's say 63 year old man. Jumped off the top ropes into the outside to do a crossbody guard. I marked the fuck out. I think Sting's been drinking the Kool-Aid, which I'm glad he is, because that shit was fucking amazing. Now, for the bad one. Sting threw MGF over the top rope to throw him into the FTR, right? He was supposed to do that, though. But when he fell over, had it not been for FTR's quick thinking, Maxwell Jacob Freeman would have fell straight on his head, it maybe broke his neck. Just gonna say it. It's a mistake. It was done by a veteran. We get it. But when I saw the replay, I had to watch it two or three more times. I'm like, holy shit, I hope he's okay. I mean, that guy's a future. That guy's a gold mine. I mean, imagine a guy having so much potential. All of a sudden, they just fucking step up a finger. It's fucking gone. It was insane. Um, the match ended pretty easily um, at the end. I mean, it was not easily. They're, they had, like, the moments. You know, they, they were building up. CM Punk got his moves in. Sting got a couple moves in. And Darby Allen was getting his ass kicked for, like, majority of the match to get the hot tag, which built everything up for everybody to do their finishers. At the very end, it looks like MJF was going to eat a go to sleep. When Dax Harwood, he pushed MJF out of the ring for him to eat the go to sleep. And when he was still groggy on his feet, he got like um, the reverse DDT from Sting. At the very end, Darby Allen decided to do his own little coffin drop. One, two, three. That is your match. That was your main event. And there you go. That was the fucking show. So, again, um, I thought it was a pretty good fucking show. Over a million. That's pretty awesome. Um, over a million. It was a holiday special. Over a million. I mean, I mean, you couldn't build up better. There was only one bad thing I even told you. It was like the, um, uh, Jesus Christ, what's it called? The Nyla Rose versus uh, Thunder Rose. I'm not Thunder Rose. Shit, Rogi Soho. But um, yeah, here we are. So now at the very end at the match, we're gonna have the rankings for uh, AEW. And shit, you thought a bit more, um, you know more uh, ready for this because I haven't done this in a long time. That's what happens when we don't do something for a while, Zachariah Scott. Um, if you actually, uh, you know, did it, had practice and did stuff, um, more the, pra the more practice, the better you get at things. I'm just saying, you know, um, that's just the way the world works, but whatever. Here we are. Here you are. December 17th. Ooh, that was almost a week ago. Alright, so Hangman, obviously, the rankings, and obviously we did it such a long time, Hangman and Page is champion. So 13-1-1, one, one, your, your world champion is Hangman Adam Page. Your TNT champion, but we never know what happens on Friday or what happens on Saturday. It could very well be um, Cody Rhodes. But as of right now, you got your TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. Number one contendership, I think we just had that, but we're doing it again, Dan Brian Danielson. Number two, Kenny Omega. Number three is Scorpio Sky. Shit, he just shot up out of nowhere. Uh, Jungle Boys number four and number five we got Wardlow, which is fucking amazing. Um, in the women's rankings, obviously your champions Bird Baker. You have your number one contender Riho. Oh fuck, she's back again. Shit. Number two we have Jade Cargo. Oh fuck, really? Number three you have Thunder Rosa. Number four you have Nyla Rose, and number five you have Ruby Soho. And last but not least, you have your tag team champions. Your, uh, you know, your Lucha Brothers, 
Penta L Zero Merido, Ray Phoenix. No more contenders. We have Jurassic Express. Number two, we have the acclaimed of Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Number three, you have the Young Bucks. Number four, you have Santana and Ortiz and Pride and Powerful. And last but not least, the greatest tag team in the world. You have Dex Harwood and Cash Wheeler, FTR at number five. And that is your rankings for AEW. So, um, thank you so much for listening. It's been a long fucking day. Um, sorry, um, couldn't be there more for you guys, but you know what? Life is just full of disappointments, and um, I'm glad I could disappoint you on a daily basis. But hopefully, we'll have more content for you. Hopefully, be more lively. Hopefully, I'll have someone with me to, to argue with instead of just arguing with myself and yelling about fucking Zachariah Scott's fucking shitty life. Um, but here we are. Um, I guess Vinny wants me to plug something. It's like follow us on. YouTubes and on the Instagrams and on the Facebooks. Uh, don't forget to do the Patreon thing. I think everything's a Boochcast, so boot at Boochcast at all that shit. Um, don't forget to uh, hashtag feed Zachariah Scott Robin Noodles because the motherfucker's hungry and thirsty and he needs to get laid and he needs to get a driver's license. Let's all come together and not do anything to feed this motherfucker. Also, let's not worry about his life anymore. Let's not worry about the driver's license thing. Um, let him just let him just hang by his own rope. Let's just be good people about this. But until then, I probably will be here next week. I probably won't, but who knows. Stay tuned. If I do one, you'll see it. If not, then pff, I'll see you whenever. Bye. And to all a good night.